raven beats its wings, glides, then tucks into a roll. Is it jubilant play, or is it telling me something? Welcome to the Nature of Phonology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. I have always taken a bit of objection to choosing a single species as a state tree. It's not that I don't see the historic gravity of the white pine here in Maine, or the charter oak in Connecticut, for example. The idea of picking a favorite when each and every tree in our woods is every bit as special as the next, if we take the time to get to know them, is what I take objection to. What would a bracing November day be without the golden glow of a tamarack at the edge of a bog? What would a winter snowshoe adventure be without spruce and fir trees draped in a white cloak of snow? What would lull me into an afternoon nap in the grass if not for the gently trembling leaves of a poplar? It is the great diversity of tree species in our forests that makes our landscape a marvel. Each tree is adapted in its own way to survive out here. And right now, as November grinds along, seeds are dropping from and thus ensuring the next generation of today's feature, birch trees. Paper birch, also known as white birch or canoe birch, is perhaps one of the most easy-to-identify northern trees thanks to its brilliantly white bark, which peels readily into paper-like sections. The bark is a most unusual material, possessing qualities akin to, but also altogether different from, both cardboard and leather. Beyond being perhaps the finest tinder in our forests, birch bark can also be coaxed into the waterproof and durable skin of a canoe, stitched into boxes, woven into knife sheaths and baskets, turned into knife or fly rod grips, or even sealed up into a ceramic container and heated to produce birch tar. Then there's the utility of the wood. Light, relatively strong, and easy to work, birch makes a fine wood for just about any crafting purpose, from spoons to longbows and picture frames to plywood. If you are thinking, what more could a birch possibly offer? Here's the answer. Birch syrup. Similar to that of a sugar maple, birch sap can be tapped, collected, and boiled down to produce a syrup with a somewhat more savory flavor profile than maple syrup. All human utility aside, the highest use, the ultimate purpose of a birch tree is just exactly as itself, a living, breathing tree. Sure, we get picturesque visuals of their white trunks swaying in a breeze with their leaves all aflutter, but isn't their very existence as a living thing on this earth the most extraordinary part? The fact that year after countless year, birches and their ancestors passed along their genetic makeup to evolve to become the modern birch. On our own timeline, our ancestors were evolving to become the sentient thinking beings we are today so that we, as two species, might coexist in the main woods. Of course, this generation's old history takes generations, and for generations to exist, a species needs to reproduce, which for the birch trees means dropping seeds. Birch trees are a bit unusual in this department, as here in Maine, they will actually shed their small two-winged seeds from August straight through to March. The peak of their seed drop, however, is in September through the end of November. What is more, birch trees are incredibly prolific and can crank out up to 300 million seeds per acre of primarily birch forest. Their small seeds do get blown fairly well by the wind, 
But in late fall through midwinter, when our forests are apt to get blanketed by the first crust of snow, these seeds really begin to travel. Like an ice yacht across a frozen pond, birch seeds can easily be picked up and blown by even the most lethargic of winds to skitter and disperse across forest and fields atop an icy crust of snow. So this weekend, you could keep an eye out for the minute seeds of paper birch, which look like the cross-section of a miniature peach. If there happens to be a crust of snow in your area, this can be fairly easy. If not, it might be a bit harder. If you can't find any, do not despair. These seeds will no doubt continue to fall throughout most of the winter. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 